We are all born with a purpose, yet identifying what that is can be very challenging. It can be even more challenging to find purpose in your business. So, is it possible to find purpose in your business and make profit at the same time? Not only is it possible, but a business led by purpose can be even more profitable than one that is simply led by profit. Join Robert Fukui as he explores how to be purpose-led and profitable while making a positive impact in your community. Okay, looks like we're live. Good morning, everyone. This is Robert Fukui, your host of the Purpose and Profitability Podcast, where we believe that having a profitable, purpose-led business can lead to community transformation. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for listening. And I'm really excited about this topic because it's near and dear to my heart. The title of this, uh, this session or this episode is Pricing is Positioning. Uh, with a fr- good friend of mine, I just met uh, Paul Klein. And I say good friend just because uh, even though we haven't le- known each other a long time, but I think I feel like he's a brother from another mother because <laughs> I've never met anyone else who kind of specializes or really goes in deep in pricing as a part of their consulting practice. And so we met. Um, through through Mike Kim, Mike Kim, um, you know, master copywriter and marketer, and then we were on, I think, a, a webinar or something with him. And I heard when we're, everybody was introducing themselves, I heard Paul introduce himself and what he does, <laughs> and I'm like, really, he specializes in pricing? I'm like, oh, so I looked at him on LinkedIn. We get connected, and then we met at Mike Kim's conference a few weeks ago in Palm Beach. Um, chat a little bit and said, okay, you need to be on my, I said, you need to be on my podcast because uh, I never get to talk to somebody, basically talk shop, right? With somebody who really who does this because uh, there's not a whole yeah. lot of people that does this, right, Paul? <laughs> no, that's, that's for sure. Not, not a whole lot out there. Yeah. So really, really privileged to, to have him with me. And you're, I know you're all going to learn a lot. And if, you know, if you've listened to any of my pricing stuff, um, definitely Paul brings a, another twist, especially because he, he, he likes to help um, those consultants and coaches and trainers. Um, you know, and, and some of his um, t- uh, techniques, I guess, or strategies uh, definitely are things that are a little different from what I do, but are definitely in line with my thinking is maybe allowing you to price yourself, give yourself more margin because most mm-hmm. businesses just don't price themselves enough. They're just underpriced, period. Mm-hmm. And I definitely feel Paul has some value to add to you guys. So let me read his bio a little bit and then we'll get started. But Paul's he's a business consultant and entrepreneur. Uh, his consulting services are centered on his area of expertise in helping executive level professionals transition from their corporate government roles to starting and scaling their own seven-figure consulting or freelance business. So I probably should talk to you before I left my corporate job. <laughs> Save myself a little time learning this stuff. But Paul's experience as a principal and chief executive officer of a successful consult- consulting firm and co-founder owner of a software company positions him to provide practical common sense to approaches to starting and creating their own consulting or freelance business and has consulted and worked with numerous national and international brands including Target, Slack, UC Berkeley, Cracker Barrel, Holiday Inn, KFC, Taco Bell, Yum Brands, JC Penney's, Baby, uh, Dollar General, Sherwin Williams, Les Schwab, and more. Man, that's a quite a quite a list. Even just that. Um, so, really privileged to have have Paul. Paul, welcome to the show. Um, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm honored to be here and uh, talk to you and your audience. And yeah, it's been a pleasure meeting you. And I'm so glad we connected. Yeah. And so for those of you that are kind of in that, maybe some of you I know, I know I've got some listeners are kind of in that transition phase because I've had mm-hmm. conversations with some, um, not necessarily people commenting on on Facebook or on, on SoundCloud or iTunes or whatever, but just 
people that I know. Um, some people are, are kind of in that transition phase and some, and a lot of them are already consulting and coaching, but just kind of struggle a little bit. And I always try to give them a little piece of advice if they're, even if they're not retaining me. But, um, so I know you've seen this, you know, seen this a lot. So before we get into the topic at hand though, Paul, I want to get a little bit more of your background. I know I've shared a little bio, but give me a little bit of background and how did you get to this point of specializing in, in pricing? <laughs> yeah, it's been a fun journey. I I had that um, that uh, oh wonderful corporate um, you know agency well not agency but organizational job eighteen year career full benefits retirement my hometown I could ride my bike to work you know that coveted job that you know was supposed to be perfect and um, and I was at the top of my uh, pay scale you know as a you know I was the manager of a of a department you know and and basically. It was the it was the position that I was really striving after since you know, I entered the workforce in my twenties. I just kept working my way up. I finally got there, in my hometown and everything. And then I was like, I got 50, I was forty years old. I've got I've got uh, fifteen years till I retire because uh, um, I could retire at fifty five uh, where I was at. And I was just like, man, I, can't, I this is not fun anymore. I I got to form a committee. It's just not for me. So I started looking inward, and I just and it was in the peak of the recession in two thousand nine. So. Uh, I was like, you know, I, I've got to, uh, I've got to look inward and see what makes, you know, there's gotta be more than just staying in that traditional job. Like everybody, you know, the, the traditional thought process of staying in that, that job and just, you know, do your 30 years, then you get to be happy when you retire. It's like, no, I want to, I want to do what I like and, and be happy now. And so that's when I got into consulting. I started uh, doing it a little bit on the side, built up a client base um, again, I, I formed my first company in 2009, and I still own that same company. And then I've started two other ones since then. And yeah, I've worked with um, a lot of the major brands over those years. And uh, now I find myself helping professionals and freelancers and um, executives that want to go out on their own, uh, like yourself and others. And uh, one of the biggest challenges when they do go out on their own, whether it's part-time or um, full-time or on the side with a transition plan, uh, they all struggle with their pricing. You know, how do I price my services? You know, I, I have these professional services, these expertise, these knowledge-based uh, products and services that I want to help with my clients, but I don't know how to price them. And so I have a, a, a framework and a strategy that helps them with that and uh, really truly value themselves. And um, and and, uh, and that's why I, my, the title of my podcast is Pricing is Positioning because you want to use your pricing to help you position yourself in the market and your, mm -hmm. uh, your target clients. Mm -hmm. That's great. I mean, it sounds like my story. <laughs> the same thought process yeah, and we're, all that. We're about the same age, right? I think we're about yeah. the same age. Yeah, exactly. We're 50 recently. So, yep, yeah. Exactly. I'm going to be 52, I think, this year. Yeah, 52 this year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, this is about probably seven years ago uh, when I was starting to think that those same things that you were thinking um, back then. So, totally get it. And I know there's a lot of people out there that are thinking the same thing. That's why they're thinking about transitioning. But also there's a lot of coaches, consultants out there right now listening that, um, you know, are, are kind of struggling, you know, not, not being able to make a profit, you know, or just have a comfortable, making a comfortable living. Cause a lot of them don't just have a, a business where they have employees, but they're working for themselves or whatever, but just not being able to make it, um, have a comfortable living uh, or even replacing their salary from, from their corporate job that they left. So, Pricing is positioning. So, I mean, I think I understand, you know, when you put the word positioning in there, you're talking about like brand positioning, right? So, but tell me a little bit more for those that aren't familiar with this concept of positioning and especially pricing is positioning. Tell me more about this. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, your pricing does have a direct reflection of how your brand and your business is uh, perceived in the marketplace. And I use the uh, Corvette example. You know, if I have a brand new Corvette ZR1, you know, black Corvette ZR1 2019, and it has a price tag of $4,997, what's your immediate reaction? Well, What's yeah, wrong with it? Yeah, exactly. It's probably hot, or <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was probably totaled. It was probably totaled because <laughs> I just I just bought a new car. Uh, actually, my last car got totaled. Unfortunately, my wife got in a car accident. She got hit hit on broadsided, and so you know I'm searching for cars, and then I have a specific model in mind, and then I saw one that was a really good price. It had all the it was loaded, and I'm like, what is wrong with this thing? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I clicked in yeah. Carfax and it was, it was probably, it was, uh, I think it had water damage or something. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the, the, the price of that, of that car or the Corvette in that case is not, is not positioned to, to match the, uh, the verbal and visual identity of that brand, which is the Corvette, which is really a $123,000 car, not a, not a $4,000 car. And so when you're, when you're first starting out or you're going into your, um, professional services, you know, and most of us that are in the professional services, you know, if we're, if we're truly uh, a consultant, we're being paid for our knowledge and our expertise, we, um, we have to position ourselves for that higher, um, rare niche expertise that we offer and not be regarded as a commodity. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to be regarded as, you don't want to be competing against Fiverr or 99 designs or those kinds of things with your professional services. You know, if you're an accountant, attorney, whatever it is, you have a highly set of specialized uh, knowledge and expertise that you've attained over your years and you've got to position yourself financially um, uh, for that, just like the Corvette, you know, and not, you know, you're not, you don't want to price the, the, the uh, Corolla at $125,000. You don't want to provide a Corolla service for, you know, it doesn't work that way. You can't just raise your price. You've got to have a, a, a truly high level um, offering or a set of expertise in your service-based business and then make sure your pricing matches that um, yeah. or or that you're migrating towards that because if you don't like you mentioned you don't have the margin in your in your uh, pricing and in your in your consultancy to to give you the time to market to you know to advertise to get new clients and because we're always running on that super uh, margin thin trying to get that job and then it, we're just in that vicious cycle where we're we're not pricing the uh, pr- projects and we're just busy all the time and then we're not really making any money. Right. You're, you're on that, you're on that hamster wheel, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you just, you have to work on volume. So why do you feel that, uh, you know, most people, they, they don't price themselves high enough. Is it, are they kind of get caught up in the fact that, Oh, there's other, like you, you use the Fiverr example, you know, if I'm a graphic designer that I have to compete against this, you know, this thing like Fiverr. And so I have to price myself lower in order to get, you know, get the clients. So why do you feel, you know, people are, our consultants are not pricing themselves high enough? Two things. First off, it's right here between their ears. They, yeah. they don't value themselves. They don't value, you know, Alan Weiss said it best. You have the first sale is to yourself. You have to value yourself. <laughs> you got to sell yourself on your own. <laughs> you do. I mean, it's so true. Yep. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, you know, the first sales to yourself. And if you don't value your products and services, um, or your offerings, neither will the market. And so the, it starts right here, you know, with you. Absolutely. Once you get over that hump, then you want to shift your focus with your clients from the inputs of time and materials or billing by the hour, which I absolutely do not recommend and despise, mm-hmm. and start focusing on value. You know, what is the value that your product or service um, um, brings to the client? You know, and there's, you know, I always say people buy outcomes, not time. You know, if they, if they truly value time, 
then they would, you know, they don't care what the result was. They just want you to spend 500 hours on some task. Well, that's not it. They're really paying you for some end result or some outcome. And when you can focus your products and services, your professional services on those outcomes and those um, future desired results of the client, then you can start getting the margin in your pricing such that it, um, that it will start to raise and, and go up and, and you'll start getting that margin. Because now you're not just focused so much on just time and materials, you know, $150 an hour, you know, or even, even at $500 an hour, the most you can make in a day is $4,000. $4, well, I price projects based on value and my pricing goes well above that, you know, you know, $11,000, $68,000 for a project. And they're not focused on my time that I'm there. They're focused on my results that I'm providing that client. That's good. Yeah. yeah you know, when you're, you're talking about, you know, between your ears, you know, I find myself and I don't know if you do the same thing. Sometimes I got to sell my client on their value. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I go, you're worth this much at X, Y, and Z because you're providing X, Y, and Z outcome, as you said. Right. And so I find myself yeah. sometimes have to sell the client on themselves. And I'm like, you know, this, this is kind of backwards. <laughs> <laughs> so shouldn't you be selling me? So uh, it's kind of, I don't know if you've found the same thing. Oh yeah. They, and, and the reason why is, is what we all do this, your clients, you and I both do it. What we, what we do so well, what we're good at in our craft, we take for granted. So we, we, we think it has less value. We, you know, when things come easy to you, you right. don't, you don't value it as much as somebody else. But when you have somebody else like yourself, when you're working with your clients, you can really help them see that value or that true, that true value that it's bringing to their clients. Whereas they may not, they might not see that. Or it's the old saying, you can't see the label when you're inside the bottle or something. Right, exactly. There's some, there's some yep. saying like that, that, yep. uh, that, that, that pertains here. Yep. No, totally makes sense. Yep. We, and, and I did the same thing. I remember when I was first uh, going into consulting and my, one of my mentors, he, he said, uh, he said, you got to double your price. And I said, what? <laughs> yeah, and uh, he had he, he's because I said you know, and I'm sure you've heard the same thing as a consultant just starting out. You know, I don't have the experience. I you know haven't consulted really anyone. I mean, I've done some things on the side, um, like like you did, Paul, but I have I don't have the experience that some of these other marketing consultants have. And he said, yeah, but who did you work for? And I said, mm-hmm. well, you know, work for X, Y, and Z Corporation. How much did they pay you? And what did you deliver for them? I go, well, increase sales. I go, how much was that? You know, how much yeah. did you increase like year over year? And I said this, that, and the other thing. I said, okay. He said, you didn't consult with a private company, but you basically consulted with a corporation to deliver yeah. outcomes. And they paid you that mu- this much. And I go, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I said, okay. There's so I guess my corporate there. background does bring in that experience that I can help. Because I'm now instead of helping my you know, billion dollar companies make billions more. Now I'm just helping private companies do the same type of thing. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You, you and I have very parallel paths and, and that's so true. And, and, and if you, you had a good mentor help you with that because you, you may have uh, discounted all that experience and the, and the work that you've done is just like, Oh, that's so, in the past. That doesn't right. apply. Yep, absolutely. But no, that your, your, your unique skills, experiences, and and here's what I like to tell a lot of the people that struggle with this uh, in the in the mental side of valuing themselves is is that they they um you know they they think that they're going into a vertical that there's a bunch of other people okay there's Tony Robbins or X Y Z guru or whatever there's already someone doing that you know I, if I do that I'm just gonna be me well the difference between you and that guru is that nobody can deliver that experience and expertise the way you do around your personality and your specific. Uh, area of knowledge. And there's people that are going to gravitate to you 
because they'd like your personality better than that other guru. Mm -hmm. you, know, you have so much to offer that's just as good. You just got to jump in the game and put yourself out there. And, yeah, um, we, and we may not, the, the person may not want to walk on hot coals, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. It might, and again, it might be in the same vertical, whether it's accounting or um, uh, legal, whatever, you know, but you just, uh, you deliver it around your personality. And I'm not the only, you and I aren't the only pricing people out there. You know, there's Ron Baker and Blair Enns and Alan Weiss are all great pricers and have books and bigger audiences than both you and I. But Nobody um, delivers um, our experiences that Paul and Robert deliver to our clients. And, and that's the difference in a lot of cases. Yeah. So keep going on this about how do you, um, what's, a, what's a tip for someone out there trying to identify what is their value? What's their unique value that they're bringing to the market? Well, I think that's kind of it. I mean, it's your unique experiences and like in your case, your background in your, in your corporate world, you know, the, all your, your years of experience of attaining that not only from from college, from school, but the projects you worked on with the different companies, like you said, lean into that. So you've got to lean into that and value that and then value the fact that you're delivering it in, in Robert's personality and, and methodology. And there, and there is total value in that. There's people that will, because the bottom line at the end of the day, people are going to buy from who they know, like, and trust. And once they know, like, and trust you, um, it doesn't matter if they're Alan Weiss or you know some big name. They're gonna they're gonna gravitate towards towards that person. And once you you establish that relationship, it it really smooths that over. And 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 you got to get some wins, you know. And and when you're first starting out, you've got to when you go out on your own, you've got to get some wins, get some clients, get some testimonials, and then that that's that that helps you take that next step and and get more confident, you know. And then uh, you know you need that uh, what's it called? Um, uh, yeah you know, you need that, that validation, you know, once you've been validated by getting some clients and so forth, that really helps. I've found, you know, cause when I've gone into different verticals, I've, I've, um, uh, when I finally land that client or actually get a check, it's like, all right, okay, this yeah. is going to work. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not just, I'm not just crazy. I actually, yeah. people, people, um, want to, want to, people want that win-win from me. And, yeah. and so forth. No, I, I totally get you. My wife and I just started a new, a new kind of program, um, consulting program, and you know, to put the price together and all that. And you know, for some, it's, it seemed pretty high, especially for what uh, other people are, are doing something similar. But we're we're adding a, a, a lot of business um, acumen to this consulting program. But anyways. Uh, we had our first win basically with this new program at this yeah. price that I thought was pushing it. But, but I thought, you know, we did add up, we, you know, I said X, Y, and Z is all the value that we bring to, to the clients and, and to their business. And so, uh, and, and it worked. And so I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. And they didn't blink an eye. And so I'm thinking, okay, maybe I'm priced too low. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, see, and, and it, exactly. And initially you were like, I, I, if it feels uncomfortable, that means you're in the right area pricing wise. You want it to feel a little uncomfortable. Like, ah, I might, but if you're, it's going to do two things, you're going to over deliver because you're getting a, a premium rate. And B, if you really are good at what you do and you provide that value, they're going to get, you know, five, 10 times the value in return. And then that's when the validation comes. And, and I'm, I'm glad to hear that you've... you've and you hit on a good point. You know, you're, you're going to want to over deliver. And so what it did was it forced me to really think, what is the value that I'm bringing? And I'm already thinking about things to add to this program, yeah. which will go to this first client. You know, they're basically our test, test, mo test model or pilot, yeah. which means that potentially my price will probably go up because it's forcing me to go, okay, this is kind of uncomfortable. I want to make sure I deliver. 
Yeah. I think I need to add this. I'm always thinking about what do I need to do to make sure we get the best possible outcome. Um, so yeah. price yourself and it makes you uncomfortable. It kind of gives, it kind of forces almost some accountability on yourself <laughs> to make sure you yeah. deliver something to on, over, on. over deliver. Cause now you're getting that premium price. Whereas if you price it as a commodity, now you're not going to do all that extra stuff. You're not going to buy the extra notebook or something or the, the drinks in the room or whatever it is, those little things, you yeah. know? So when you get that premium price, you really add those extra things. Even if, and in some cases you're getting that premium price. Uh, you want to just, even if you break even, you're happy because then you know you can always go up from there because you've over delivered value. Have you, have you read um, Rabbi Lappin's book, Thou Shall Prosper? No, I've heard, I've heard the title, but I haven't read yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, great book on that. And I really recommend it to people that are struggling with um, value and, and, you know, especially people that come from the faith-based world. And I know you, you have a, a, a group of people and you're connected in those, in those um, sections. And, and, and a lot of them come from that, you know, giving and mm-hmm. you know, want to help background. So when they make the pivot or the shift from, you know, from the church uh, world or, or, or so forth to, to being a profitable business, sometimes they struggle with that, the thought of money. And, and you know, there's, there's always just that negative connotation or, right. or evil connotation. If you, right. the evil businessman is getting right. over on their clients. Well, right. Rabbi dispels that. And basically, it's all about how you, you create a, a win-win for you and the client. You reward them with um, tremendous value that's uh, um, important to them. And they reward you with certificates of appreciation is what he calls them, which are dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, that means That's good. that means I appreciate the workshop that you and your wife gave me. Yeah. You helped uh, my, my wife and my, uh, and my business. Um, so I'm willing to pay, you know, in return and, and it makes that win-win. And yeah. that's, that's really truly where it's at. That's good. That's good. You have to, I'll definitely have to pick up that book. So what about charging hourly? You touched upon that a little earlier about the hourly rate and you and I totally agreed. Don't do that. <laughs> don't publish yeah. it, whatever. So how do you, if you're not charging hourly, especially if you're an accountant or a consultant coach, whatever, you know, then typically that's kind of how most people charge, you know, Hey, every once a week for one hour a week, and I'm going to charge you X amount, you know, dollars per, per hour. Why not hourly rate? Why not charge hourly? But, and if not, then what's, what's a good way to charge for a consultant? Yeah. Well, first you want to get away from hourly, and I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but this is more for your audience. And that is, you know, when you charge by the hour, it automatically puts you and your client at odds. Mm -hmm. You know, you're, you automatically have a built-in unwritten incentive to make the project last longer because you're going to make more, um, more money, even though we may not do that ethically. It's just that pink elephant in the room. Nobody wants to talk about on the other side, on the client side, they want you to hurry up and get it done. They're like, Hey, I'm paying this guy by the hour or gal. Um, you know, hurry up and get it done, you know, and it just, it puts you at odds. It, um, so your, your, your end results are at odds with the client. And so what you can do is move to, you know, there's basically, um, four other pricing, um, arrangements that I talk about in my trainings and so forth. And, and one of them is, um, you can have a daily rate, you can have a project based rate, you can have a, um, retainer, uh, and then there's also what's called value-based pricing, which I know you 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 do a lot of. But I mean, what I the area that I spend the most time in is probably retainer and project. Mm-hmm. So I don't um, again when I have the discussions with the clients or these big companies, I'm not talking about the inputs of time and materials or my hourly rate. I'm talking about you know what's the project, what's the end results. Okay, I can get and I always give them three options. You know, you always want to give pricing options to your clients. I'll give them a low option, a mid option, and a high option. 
And uh, that way they can, um, they can look at their options uh, and what best fits them for value. And then, and then it's a, just a flat rate. So, yeah. you know, for X dollars, you get, you know, these deliverables, you know, if they want to pay a little more, they'll get, maybe they'll get the deliverables a little faster mm-hmm. or there'll be other incentives in there uh, that will be more flexible to the client. But, uh, but that's a, a project based. And then the other one I use is a, is a retainer for um, access, not a retainer in terms of like what we're used to in the uh, legal world where you pay an attorney, you know, $2,500 and then he bills you every two minutes. Like mm-hmm. when you call him, mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey, what time's our meeting? Yeah. And he bills you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not that kind of retainer, a retainer to your smarts, a retain, you know, basically a client says, Hey, I just want to be able to email you and call you whenever I have a problem. I've got tons of those types of clients. I'll get texts and emails all the time. If I'm working, if I'm not, I shut it off. But, but, uh, during business hours, they'll, they'll call me, they'll, they'll text me and I can get them an answer just like that. And that saves them. That's worth thousands of dollars sometimes to them. And so they'll put me on those monthly retainers to, um, to, to help them get those outcomes and answer those questions to, to, to my specific expertise. So on something like that, are you, um, do you have also set meetings as, as well during the, during the month or is it just strictly kind of random just whenever they need you? Generally. Yeah. Generally I, I, it's just retainer for access. So I'll, I'll, um, I usually try to go month to month. If it's a, if it ends up being really high maintenance or high heavy load, hey, I need you in this meeting uh, next Tuesday at five, and boom, boom, boom. Then I'll then I'll up my retainer. You know, I'll I'll usually do it the first month just to kind of get to know the client. They can get to know me, and, and it, it kind of vets itself out. I, I don't get too. I don't like to overcomplicate. I like to keep things simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll enter into a retainer. You know, and I sometimes I'll work a lot. You know, that first month, but then at the end of the in a, at the end of the month, I'll say, hey, you know, we need to recalibrate this a little bit. You know, the you're really leaning on me a lot more than I thought. You know, I priced it at this range, you know, so for this type of, for this type of uh, engagement, you know, you're needing me for two meetings every week. You know, I, uh, we need to bump up to this next package. And so, you know, I work it like that and I don't get caught up. Again, I don't get caught up on time. You know, I'm, I'm right. serving the client. I'm serving the, uh, their best interests the best I can. And sometimes it gets a little bit one-sided and then I just, I just, and most of the time they're like, oh yeah, yeah. You know, you're worth every penny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Cause you've already proven yourself in that first month or two or whatever. Yeah. But if I started nickel and diamond them for every phone call and, and started, you know, beating them up, you know, you mm-hmm. might work a lot that first month, but you know, you, you get, it's all about relationships and, right. um, you, you, you invest in them a little bit. Now you bump it up and then they're, they, again, they see that value and then they usually have no problem doing it. Yeah. And and so, yeah, not, it, it's just basically access to my smarts or my, or to my, uh, to my knowledge and not, yeah. um, not, any, not tied to any deliverables or reports or anything like that. Mm-hmm. No, that's good. I think that would be very helpful for the consultants out there. So you, you touch upon, you know, having uh, whatever the, the project base or whatever, when you have three options and that's something I probably don't do as much of, but I'm trying to do more of these days, but Talk about how does how does somebody has a, a coaching program, but it only has this, it's just one thing that they do. But how do they come up with three options, basically? And then I think this also leads into what what I, I heard you present um, in Florida about anchoring. I think this ties into the anchoring. Yeah. Right? So tell me about that. Yeah, there's three pricing strategies that I can give you today, and if your if your folks and your your audience can implement these three things, it will dramatically increase your engagements, your value, and it doesn't matter whether you're doing uh, what I call productized services like online classes, uh, eBooks, things you you put online. You want to use these three pricing strategies, or if you're doing um, what I call customized services, you know, high level consulting, coaching. 
um, working with clients, branding packages, copywriting, those kinds of things, you can use the same strategy. And the first uh, uh, rule is always use options. Um, so what you want to do is you want to, um, whenever, whenever clients are making a value-based decision or a, a pricing decision, they have to have what's called context. They have to have something to compare it to. So if you don't use options and you only give them one price, you're basically saying to the client, you're giving them an ultimatum. It's an all or nothing proposition. And so what do they do? They go, comp- they go compare it to your client. I mean, your uh, competitors, competitors yeah. mm-hmm. they'll start looking elsewhere. But if you give them three pricing options, now psychologically it shifts the equation in their mind. It's like, okay, which is the best um, option for me? And, then it, and it also shifts the discussion in their mind from not should I work with Robert, but how I'm going to work with Robert. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now they're going to go, okay, I like option one, but it's a little too high. So I'm going to go down to option B um, and it's a little bit better, uh, but I'm a little more price conscientious. So I'm going to go down to the low option. So it gives them a way to work with you. Uh, whereas if you only gave them that one price, again, there may have been some other things in there that could have still got you the engagement. So mm-hmm. using options and always using three options. Uh, um, and that's the second, the second strategy that ties into that is always anchor high. So we're always using options. And then number two is always anchor high. And so you always want to have a high anchored uh, product in there. And that's your high level, high margin product that really anchors your value. So in that high anchor, you probably throw in, hey, I'll respond within 24 hours. You can have my, if I'm at Thanksgiving and you call, I'll answer the phone. <laughs> at some price point. Got to clear it with your wife first, I think. Yeah. <laughs> that well, one. If, well, if you get her a hundred grand for the phone call, <laughs> there you go. I bet, I bet <laughs> she'll, she'll be, a, uh, you know, so yeah. at some point there's a, there's a price point there where that makes sense. But the idea is to have that high anchor with all those really deluxe offerings, fast turnaround, more revisions, um, you know, more reports, whatever it is, you know, um, direct access to you as the principal of your, of your consultancy. And then as you go down the ladder, you, you are, you're anchoring down and you get to your low anchor. Um, you know, it, it, it basically that high anchor establishes the value for that whole, uh, for all three options. Mm-hmm. And, um, and what happens is it just psychologically puts that value in their mind and then they know, okay, wow, this guy's charging, you know, 24,000 for his high option. I'm, I, I think I'm going to be good with my, um, my 13. Mm-hmm. I just did this with a client, big client in San Francisco, just got them, uh, just got engaged with them, had a meeting last week. And um, I had a $67,000 option, a $24,000 option and a $13,000 option. And I really was after the $13,000 option. That's, but if I, if I had historically done what I used to do many years ago, I would have just went in with a 13 and then they would have, they would have worked me down to eight, you know, or something like that. Right, right. So what happened now is they were trying to justify the two higher options and I, and I recommended they take the low option, but now instead of me fighting to get that 13, I'm begging them, I'm talking them into the 13. So it shifted that whole, that whole discussion around from, um, uh, just by using those high anchors um, to to getting the what I wanted to make a win win for me mm-hmm. and that I knew I could serve them with and um and and then it just worked it worked really well for them. So that's good. I mean, it's basically like so now you're just competing against yourself. Um, yeah. So instead of the cu- customer looking out at your competitors to compare them to you, you're just allowing you're just giving them the option so they can just compare you to you, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> not 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 should I work with with Robert? It's how I'm going to work with you. Yeah. Am I going to pick option one, two, or three? And then you're not giving them an ultimatum with with uh, by only using the one price, mm-hmm. uh, like you exactly said. They're you're you're helping them uh, you're, you're helping them uh, with that value based decision or that that price decision engage with you. You're making it easier for them to do that. 
that's good. And it's similar to like even in product-based business. I mean, I've done just recently too, we have to increase prices on one of my clients um, pretty dramatically. And so, you know, the new retail price was X and then we offered rebates and discounts, but the yeah. rebates and discounts were still in line with allowing them to be profitable, having a good margin. Um, but it allowed the customer to see what the value is. Basically, we basically anchored it with the retail price, but then even with the rebate, which is what we were going after. Um, yeah. we, I mean, just it just shifted. Um, um, you know, what happened was they actually posted first the retail price and then sales weren't doing well. And so what we did was instead of just reducing the price, the retail price, we just held the retail price and then we offered discounts and rebates. Yeah. So, and it, and it, and it held, uh, and it still is, uh, still allowed us, allowed them profitable or healthy margins. Yeah. Yeah. And your, your retail was your anchor, basically. Right. You were anchoring it with that. And, and, um, you know, anchoring works even when you know it's being done to you. It's all based in, um, yeah. as you know, behavioral economics. Yeah. And, um, you know, it just, it, it, it I've done in my workshops, I do a, 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 uh, I didn't have time in um, in the presentation I did with you in um, West Palm Beach, but I I do a presentation where I basically anchor half my class with a um, an hourly rate of five hundred dollars, and then I have the same question without the five hundred dollars. And it's amazing that the the group that I always anchor with the five hundred dollars seed question um, always has a higher estimated hourly rate, like tenfold than the group that wasn't anchored. So it uh, and even and I tell them that I'm doing it, and they all know it. Uh-huh. You know, and, and it just uh, and that, and you see it in um, Starbucks at the car wash, the laundromat, you know, uh, cars, new cars. You know, they always have that retail price thirty five thousand, yeah. and then they go, yeah. "Well, we got the employee discount and this." Right. Yeah, you know, but in our mind, we're thinking, "Oh, we got a thirty five thousand dollar new car for you know twenty eight. <laughs> yeah, you know, so <laughs> it's uh, it works. Yep, absolutely. Hey, this is good stuff, Paul. And I noticed you have a a, road, a pricing roadmap PDF if you go to your website, pricingispositioning.com. Uh, so what's in that, that roadmap? Yeah, that's a, the product pricing uh, roadmap that basically allows you, um, especially us, all us freelancers, consultants, coaches, speakers, authors, we don't take a look at our whole brand um, as a whole. So I, I, it helps you create a, what's called a product ladder. So you, ne- you ne- always need to have a way to onboard um, your your uh, clients and allows you to kind of, it, it's a map. You just fill it in with all your products and services, um, even future, just things you want to do. And you want to have a really super high offering, a high anchor product all the way down to maybe your free or your lead magnet. You, it's a one sheet that you can do that. And then I also have pricing option sheets in there. So as you uh, start to break down one of those offerings, you can use a, a two option, three option, or four option pricing sheet to come up with your your pricing strategy for that particular product. So it's just a real handy tool. It's a PDF that you can fill in and um, just helps people come around. Um, it helps people um, take an overall strategy of all their products and offerings um, for their consultancy and um, in one spot. So yeah, it's free. Awesome. And uh, if you guys want to get that, it's available at uh, paulkline.net or pricingispositioning.com. Okay. So both of those websites, you can get that roadmap. Yeah, awesome. yeah. And I also have a free webinar coming up on the 23rd, May 23rd at um, 10 a.m. Pacific, uh, 1 p.m. Eastern. And it's free. Right. It's going to be a masterclass where we go way more into detail. So if anybody wants to join me on that, uh, they can sign up for free. Do you find that on your website as well? or? Yeah. If you go to paulkline.net, it will... Um, uh, there'll be a pop-up at the bottom or you can click up on the top right at, uh, uh, for the webinar and it'll take you right to the, uh, the sign-up page. Awesome. And I know you're on LinkedIn and all that and you got YouTube, YouTube channel and Facebook, Instagram. So Paul Klein, you know, K L 
E I N. Like like, Cal- <laughs> like Calvin Klein without the money. <laughs> That's what I always say. <laughs> Not as much money. Paul Klein TV. Yeah. Good. Any any uh, anywhere else they can find you? That's pretty much it. Yeah, I'm on all the social: Instagram, Facebook. Um, you know, I've got a, a, a pages there. I'd love to connect with you, and um, you got some great resources to help you with with uh, with your consultancy or your freelance business. Awesome. And I'd uh, love love to chat with you. Yeah, I really recommend uh, looking it up. Um, definitely take his webinar. I, I definitely, I, I'll definitely, I'm probably going to download your PDF. <laughs> Go check it out. But uh, anyways, see if I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm missing something. Well, I'll give, I'll give, I'll give you some insight real quick, Robert. The the webinar I'm recording on the um, uh, 23rd and that pricing roadmap mm-hmm. are going to become a paid product. So okay. probably by June, that's all going to go away, and you're not going to be able to get that for free anymore. Uh, Oh. Um, so if you, um, if you want that, uh, I'd encourage you to get it in May. Um, cause in, in, it's going to move to a paid product. Uh, All right. Do it now, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, Paul, I really appreciate you, you coming in here. It's, uh, it's been great. I mean, I know I, I learned a lot and uh, I'm sure others are going to learn, especially those that are tr- transitioning too. Yeah. So, hey, thanks again, Paul. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening to the Purpose and Profitability podcast. Purpose and Profitability. You know, I, I had to, I remember I was doing a, a radio spot one time about this, and profitability was the one word. Yeah. <laughs> that I had to keep going over and over. So, some words, uh, maybe I have to change the word. I don't know. We both, but, we both have too many P's in our uh, yeah. you know, positioning, <laughs> profit. Uh, yeah, it's too many P's. Yeah. <laughs> so, thanks everyone for listening to the Purpose and Profitability podcast. Uh, if you have any other business questions or topics that you'd like to hear more about or, or about, email me directly at prosper at i61businessdevelopment.com. That's prosper at the letter I, the number 61, businessdevelopment.com, or just go to the Facebook page, Purpose and Profitability. Then tune in next week as we go live again. So thanks again. This is Robert Fukui. And remember, purpose plus profit equals transformation. God bless everyone. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you have enjoyed this podcast. For more information, please visit purposeandprofit.com.